0: Welcome to another edition of the NextCare WellBridge Senior Living Conversation. We are actually on site here in the friendly confines of the WellBridge of Clarkston. And as always, we are a pleasure to be joined by the CEO, Mike Perry. And also, we're going to get a little bit of history. Uh, I won't date him, but you're going to find out a little bit more about his backstory, the chairman of the board, Mr. Jim Branscombe. So please uh, hang around, enjoy, and obviously get some incredible information on the NextCare WellBridge Senior Living Conversation. Well, Mike, obviously, great to see you again uh, here on the Next Care Wellbridge Senior Living conversation. And today, uh, you have a friend uh, alongside you as well. And I'm, I'm very interested to find out a little bit more uh, about Jim's background. But uh, again, thank you both for being here. Should be a, a great conversation. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Um, I, I want to start just because, Mike, you're you're the pro at this. You've been on every single episode, and you know you've kind of uh, been on the journey with me, but. I guess, when did you first meet Jim? When did that bond form? And now, you know, so many years later, I guess, what is that relationship like today with NextCare WellBird Senior Living?
1: So Jim and I, we've known each other a number of years, uh, but really, I think more officially uh, uh, became more colleagues and, and friends back around 2000. Um Jim was busy uh, working hard in the, in the nursing home post-acute business. And as was I, I was working in some different, uh, with a different organization, uh, doing some out-of-state work. But we stayed in touch. Uh, whenever I was in town, uh, we would grab a beer or a cup of coffee. Um, our paths crossed a couple times up in Charlevoix when he was up north and I was up north. And we just, you know, kept the communication going. And, you know, I always looked to Jim as somebody I could, could lean on. Uh, ask questions about, um, you know, in my roles around, the, around the, uh, the country as I was traveling around, it was somebody that didn't have any agenda with the company I worked for and just gave me some straight up advice. And I always appreciated that about Jim. Um, and then um, in around 2011 and 12, we started conversations about uh, a new concept. Uh, Jim has worked a long time uh, and he can talk about uh, his chrysalis model, uh, worked a long time in, in reforming long-term care, uh, more private rooms, uh, different concept. And we had a lot of conversations about that and what that looked like. And uh, right around 11 and 12, uh, we, we got together uh, with some other partners. And that uh, dream, so to speak, became a reality um, we had a, a construction site uh, in the Brighton Howell area uh, 88 bed uh, new facility, new model private rooms just a just a wonderful concept and, and uh, we, we started there and, and built it out. Uh, that facility opened in uh, uh, April of 2013 and since that period of time've uh, we've, we've opened uh, eight brand new state-of-the-art uh, facilities uh, here in Michigan uh, we're here at Clarkston as you mentioned uh, this is our our most recent facility our newest facility but we we consider all of our facilities new um, and then in two thousand and fifteen uh, and Jim can talk a little bit about uh, he had involvement and started a company called nextcare Health Systems uh, we decided uh, the group decided to merge and we uh, became uh, next care while we're
0: well senior living i heard the number as we were just getting ready for uh this conversation i heard 1959 i believe and and that was the first year that you were actually working in a healthcare facility in a next care yes, facility
2: yes i started working uh and b- being around them more than working i suppose but uh i, I was i thought i was working I'm, I'm not sure i was but in in 1959 and uh uh, so the etymology of all that is that my, my uncle, Dick Sumter started uh, in the senior care. They didn't call it that. They, it, it, at that time, it was poor houses back in the early 50s. And uh, he, he opened his first facility, I believe, in 56. It was in Livonia. And the uh, second one was called Sumter, and that was in Canton. And uh, and the third one was Fairlane, and I and that's when I got started at the uh, at the Fairlane, and that was built in '59, uh, opened in '60, and so I was actually at, at I, w- I was a kid, but uh, t- to keep me out of trouble, he let me work construction, and I don't know how much he paid the contractor to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to have me helping, but uh, but so I've always been in it, it, it you know. It, I look at it and 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 I, I laugh. It's so many elements of it, but uh, so um, I was. I got started right there in '59 and in '60 when it opened up. I, I was there and you know, washing washing dishes and 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 mopping floors if it was needed. And then uh, um, it just it, it started evolving. But I can I have just wonderful memories of. Uh, of, of that that period because that was a very high growth for nursing homes at that time in the 60s and most of it was because they were emptying out the the county medical care facilities the poor houses in Wayne County uh, which is where we got most of our residents uh, in my first experience into walking into a nursing home was where you walked into a room and there were 16 people and that's the old Eloise in Wayne County, and they started. So they started clearing those out in the late '50s and '60s, and that's what really caused the boom and the growth of nursing homes. You see, most of the nursing homes are built between '63 uh, and '67, and, and it was it was because of that. There was the government, Title 18, Title 19, really caused a tremendous growth in nursing homes, and and. Uh, and so I got to uh, I got to see, and it, it kind of comes back. I'm getting to why we
0: have well bridges now. It's just, but you got to lay you got to lay a foundation. <laughs> and let me let me just cut in because it it seems like perception has changed quite a bit from 50s and 60s to what it is now. You mentioned poor houses. It was then nursing homes. It's now senior living, obviously. And you see some of the amenities that NextCare Wellbridge has. It, it, it's more individual, and I, I would almost say—and you can correct me if I'm wrong here—it seems like families are more open and and ha- you know happy that and trusting, I guess, that their parents will be in a facility like this.
2: Yeah, yeah, but that's part of the evolution. When you go back and you and you look at what where it came from, it clinically the very first nursing homes in the in the 50, '60s, I'll just say, were not clinic high clinically uh affiliated or whatever you want to say the they most of them were uh homeless people street people that was our that was our clientele and and at the time uh you could have a uh award you could put six people in a room and i mean they called that privacy right yeah right so you had six people in a room and you had privacy
0: and you had and you had a gang
2: (laughs) bathroom at the end of the hall and 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 by the way, that was accepted. And and you didn't have families then, you really didn't. What you had was homeless people and street people. And you had some that had, I mean, it wasn't like there wasn't any, but nothing like today. And so it's evolved. So I got my, early on, I got the taste of uh, why that was wrong. And I always knew that the model that, the Wellbridge model, you know, we're, Mike and I are gonna look at this selfishly and say it's the best model, well, we think it is, but at least it addresses the and identifies some of the problems that we have to solve. And one of it is identifying who our customer was so that we could solve it. And and um, I early on identified, because we need to do that so that you have a, a goal, I early on identified, I think, that, my customer is the nurse's aide, the, the, the assistants, and how can I make their job the most pleasant? And because if, if I can make their job easy and pleasant, they take care of the resident, the resident makes the family happy, the family makes the, the uh, regulators happy, and we all live happily ever after. So it was kind of, my thinking evolved from watching walking into Eloise and seeing the the conditions there and knowing that it could be better and and so and um so we built fairlane in in 61 or 60 and opened in 60 and then the second phase we opened in 65 and i was involved in both of those so i've always worked in them and so i and i i, I was blessed to be introduced to a, a, a business that I just loved being in. I never had any desire to do anything else. I from the moment I walked into one, that was okay. It was okay. I knew there's going to be issues and there's all kinds of issues, but they're all acceptable. And and uh, so I, I I was doing what I wanted to do. And usually you're do okay if you do what you want to do over time. I mean, so I mean we'll see. I've only been doing it 50 two years, six or is it sixty-two years. You feel like you have something to accomplish. And then uh over the years I was when I decided that's what I was gonna do, and I uh I was uh blessed to be able to do it, I worked uh, much like Mike, we you know we, we both started washing dishes and uh, mopping floors, and I, I I worked in the laundry. That was always kind of what I liked to do. I was, I never thought of myself as a, a clinical person, but I love the environment, mm-hmm. and I saw what the environment, what a good environment could do, and what a poor environment to do. So, we you create the right environment, you give the right tools to the right people, things get done right. But if you don't, they it doesn't or it doesn't matter how much you throw at it, it's gonna come out wrong.
0: Well, if you can, I guess talk a little bit more about the why you wanted to, you know, get more involved in this space. Because, you know, of course, everyone wants to be successful. You you wanna make your parents proud, you wanna, you know, do great things with your life. But it seems like in in this space it's so much more than that. You're you're trying to better the lives of so many other people and make sure that conditions that you're seeing, you know, whether it be all around the country, whether it be here locally, are, are going to be better at your individual facilities, because that's going to make everything better.
1: Yeah, totally agree. And, and to answer your question, because I think it's the right thing to do. Um, you know, having a better environment for, for, like Jim said, the nursing assistants to provide the care, uh, more private rooms, private bathing facilities, you know, it just makes all the difference in the world. And like I said, it's, it's just the right thing to do.
0: So Mike, for you, you know, being around this space and, and getting, you know, your hands dirty, you know, to a certain degree at a, a younger age, you realized that this was something that you kind of wanted to get involved in and maybe make it your life's work. Meeting Jim then, you know, getting to that point all those years later, how important was that being able to lean on somebody who at that point and I don't want to date you again, Jim. But I mean, he had been involved in the, this world for essentially 40 years when you two met. So, how critical was that for you?
1: Frankly, it was it was invaluable, um, life life changing. Uh, the opportunity to to just initially talk to somebody uh, that had no agenda in terms of what I was doing and and, and the companies I worked for, and just bounce ideas off of um was 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 invaluable. And then having the opportunity to uh, have discussions um, and have a like mindset of we want to do something different. You know, I traveled around and, and was in many, many facilities uh, in many states. And, you know, one of the things that really resonated with me was as I traveled, I, I really, in, in toured facilities, I never uh, I never encountered a shower room, a public shower room that I necessarily wanted to be given a shower in. And so, you know, being able to to, to really change the landscape and Jim was doing a lot of work on this um, early uh, with, with the state uh, to advocate for funding uh, for this. Um, and so I really leaning on him and then as we got Uh, 2010, 2011, just really talking about what that might look like, and we both had a desire uh, to to do that. Um, Was was like I said, it was invaluable, and just the knowledge. uh, You know, I think I've had some years of experience, and then I you know I talked to Jim and 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 learned things even to this day, Um, and then another really serious. component to this is the access and ability to, for capital to, to, to uh, do what we're doing. And uh, Jim brought that to the table. And so, um, you know, it's invaluable, uh, you know, you can have a dream um, and we did, but be able to pay for it is a whole nother ball game. And uh, you know, this, these, this model is not an inexpensive model. Um, you know, private rooms, you know, uh, private bathing facilities—that—that—that—it it can get expensive, and so having that ability uh, through through Jim and, and some of the other partners uh, is just life-changing, invaluable. Um, and and you know, back you know, when I think back when I first set foot in a facility in February of 1987 as a dishwasher, and and um, I put away stock and and brought carts to the nursing units and fed residents, you know, to to see. A dream that 's evolved over many years in terms of my career, and I think jim 's career um, life changing
0: see it 's interesting that you bring that up because and I want to get your thoughts when, when you first met Mike and you know maybe when you started to think that things would align, but I, th- I think there was a show on ABC um, about CEOs going in and doing some of the the entry level positions that they hire in you know to their company. How important? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, something like that. So, I, how important do you think it was for both of you? Because it seems like you both got your hands, you know, dirty and, and had various, you know, part-time roles, some full-time roles on the ground floor. Some people get hired into a company and they're the CEO or they're, you know, up in management and they don't necessarily know what's going on on a day-to-day basis in those rooms. That, to me, has to be a huge piece of what Next Care Wellbutted Senior Living is because you both have that experience.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I, in my, yeah, we both come from the same cloth on that issue. And uh, I had a leg up because I had family in the business. But I've got to tell you, <laughs> that didn't necessarily mean I had any advantages when it came to, you know, dirty dishes are dirty dishes, you know. <laughs> they will be clean when you're through. And so, um, yeah, by the time we got into the, the Wellbridge uh, model, uh, of course I had I had been doing it for a while and I I actually got into the ownership in the early 80s and that's and then we started growing I, I grew the next care that was me and so uh, by the time Mike and I got to uh, uh, the well bridge um, a lot had happened and one of the one of the it's it's hard for people to believe, but you could not have built this building prior to the passing of the, uh, we had the chrysalis model. The chrysalis model was this building, but the rules and regulations in the state of Michigan were such that you could only build a a building of certain square footage. If you if it was more than that per let's say they have a hundred people or I mean a hundred residents, you could only build so many square feet. So they they required you to build uh, semi private rooms at best, and usually it was wards, three three four two three four uh, people to a room by by law, and so. <sighs> I had to go in myself and others but primarily me to uh, get the law get a law changed that said you could build a private room building and so and it all had to do with reimbursement because they would not reimburse it and so we we got that got that done and uh, soon afterward we started taking uh, existing uh, deck scare buildings and downsizing them which uh, we've we've literally downsized probably a little over 400 almost 500 beds out of our so that we can create taking fours making them twos threes twos twos ones and and doing that and over time it's worked and then we, we were able to develop from that, they call it the new model. This is a new model, which meant you had to have uh, you, you could have uh, uh, a, a minimum of eighty percent private rooms, which we we do that and more. Um, and so we once once I got that passed, I decided, well, I'm going to start building them. But I really didn't. I mean, I decided to. I didn't do it. <laughs> There's two different things. <laughs> and so. Um, when i I got serious about it i i knew i needed to also have someone who had the same vision that could execute it it's one thing to build it and to say oh isn't that nice now now what do i do (laughs) what i do is identify and hook up with mike and he his eyes were bigger than mine i I saw a facility, he saw an industry, and a, a a much bigger picture than I did, and that's why we built more of them. Because, okay, now now there's the back room and the front room. I'm the, you know, myself and uh, Frank Ronsky and Leo Eisenberg, who are the original partners in the Wellbridge, and I brought them into the NextCare scheme so that now we're all owned it's just one company now. We call it the what it's called, but um, it, it it has like every everything else. It's an evolution, not a revolution. It it always looks easy, and at the end of the day, but it you know, 50 or 60 years in the making, overnight success. So yeah.
1: So but that's
2: that's how that that's how the we went from those. Uh, I I can remember when uh, my uncle back in the at, at Sumter and Livonia, you know, six people to a, a room and looked at the old army beds and uh, bathrooms and showers at the end of the corridor to where we are today, and that's we've had something to do with that that change, and I'm proud of that.
0: No, it's it's fascinating. So. I guess with with obviously so much success with NextCare and it being certainly different as you were building it, you then totally separate thing is the the Wellbridge side of things. You know, after you were able to build these facilities the way that you wanted to do them and get the laws changed, I guess a couple of years later is when your leadership team decided, you know what, we're going to bring this all together. I guess, what are those conversations like? What was the tipping point that made you want to do that? In at this point, is it, what is the difference, I suppose, between NextCare WellBridge, or do you pretty much have everything working in concert with one another now?
2: Well, I can answer the first part of that question. I'll let Mike answer because that's operational, and I don't know how he does it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I owned the NextCare side and. Um, myself, Frank, and Leo, and Mike, and our other partners, uh, Todd and Dick, were involved in the. And I brought the, the. We decided to join up for the. Uh, um, the Wellbridge side, and uh, I, I actually. Um, Brighton was the first of the Wellbridge. I had already started that, and then, I, I, I just. I just wanted guys that I've known all my life <clears throat> and, and Frank Ronski and Leo Eisenberger, they're like me. I, I, I've, known, uh, no, I, I've known them for 40 or now 50 years. So we're all graybeards and we knew what we wanted to do and, and this was what we wanted to do. And they, they had been in the business and they'd sold out and they, you know, what are they going to do? Well, let's do this together. And, and so we did. And uh, after we got into the Wellbridge uh, construction mode and operational mode and it was doing just fine and we, and we saw what Mike could do with it and that he was really able to do much more, I thought, well, okay, on the next gear side, I have that company and I would like him. And I said, why don't we, my vision is to, to let Mike be the ceo of all of them because he knows what to do and he knows how to do it and let's all just join forces and then the the, the mechanics of how we did it is not as interesting as that story <laughs> but um that's how that evolved it went from two separate companies which i was probably the the uh, godfather of both of them if you will but just bringing them together
0: how uh i mean this is probably a, a- layup question a home run i'm lobbing one down the middle for you to, to bang out of the park but how exciting are those conversations when when you're talking about next care been around for a very long period of time done such a good job with and now you get this you know new well bridge you know you're changing the game and you, the conversations of man we can really align and just change everything in this industry that had to be just Exciting, <laughs> overwhelming but exciting.
1: Yeah, for sure. It, it, just, just the excitement on the Wellbridge side, and then, then to be, be in discussions to say, hey, we've got some uh, other facilities uh, that perhaps were not brand new, um, were built in the 60s and, and, and 70s, in and, and that time frame. Um, for me to then be able to say, okay, we have partners. Uh, that are willing to invest to make those better. Uh, and there's only so much you can do with what you have. Uh, but I've worked for a number of companies that, that would never have done what Jim described of, of taking beds out of service, taking the, two, the threes to twos, twos to ones, fours to threes, um, where we could. And uh, that, that requires uh, support. Uh, you know, I mean it's you know you, you got to look at the, the revenue comp, uh, implications you know renovations and those types of things so uh, it, it was uh, it just it just was another layer of excitement another layer of a lot of work for sure um, but you know I felt like bringing the, bringing the two together to create the next while uh, we're senior living um, you know pulled pulled uh, synergies that, that the two organizations had um, you know, created some efficiencies and, and reduced some redundancies. Uh, so operationally it made a lot of sense. Um, I mean, it, was a, it was a merger of sorts and any merger I think uh, you know, has, a, has a process that it has to go through to, to, to end with that, that end culture that the organization uh, is all about and, and I think uh, we went through that. We were very deliberate in our actions um, and uh, did a lot of listening uh, early on. Um, and uh, we, we, we did this, we started that journey in, in August of 2015. Uh, early on it was a lot of listening and, and the whole idea was let's take the best practices from bo- both organizations and just understanding that, uh, that both organizations have very good things they're doing and let's take the best of both to create uh, to create the new next care Wellbert senior living and one of the one of the things i had to do very early on was i had to talk to, to our team and say cuz we would have team members uh, say well that's the next care side or that's the wellbird side and i said look look team it's not sides we're all on this together you know it's not the offense and the defense it's the team right. <laughs> and, um, and we've got we've got to we've got to all work together and it was a process uh, there were some bumps in the road for sure, um, but I think we we, we pulled it together. We, we you know we have a great team now. Um, we we understand the strengths of our organization. Um, you know, for me, it's exciting uh, to work in a portfolio uh, where we have facilities uh, that are in the 60s, and facilities like this that are that are brand new. It it, it keeps it, it keeps me busy. Um, uh, we have a lot of diversity within our within our organization. We operate uh, solely in Michigan, as everyone knows, but you know, we've got uh, we have facilities in Detroit. We have you know rural, rural facilities. Uh, we have um, you know suburban facilities. Um, so it uh, it, it, it uh, keeps us busy for sure. But um, you know that I think we're 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 where we need to be. And you know, next care Welbridge Senior Living and, and pulling uh, the strengths. Uh, of, of both organizations to now have one one large um, uh, positive organization
0: with, with everything fully aligned you know together at this point it's it's next care wellbridge senior living and we're gonna you know continue to, to say that and obviously move forward together but I, I guess what is the vision what what is the the, the next step what what does next care wellbridge senior living thought want you never ask. want to accomplish yeah, yeah.
2: yeah the next care are existing nursing homes and most of them are those that were built in the 60s and 70s. And then you have the Wellbridge. And at first, uh, I was convinced that that was two separate businesses. And um, my thinking's evolved to where now I see w- that w- one of the things that I'm looking forward to is taking an existing building and, and Wellbridizing it. You may misquote me anytime you wish. On that word. A new word <laughs> it like is that. brand new. Yeah, yeah. You look in a dictionary, you won't see it. And the uh, and so that's that's kind of what I think is one of our next things is how do we take existing facilities, renovate them to where they they can do this because that that will be our next horizon. Building new buildings. It, it, it may or may not happen, but I can I can assure you that the existing buildings can be uh, renovated nicely, too. And we've, we're proving that. We have an opportunity in Detroit with Fairlane to do that as much as we can, and we're doing it. And it opened my eyes to what you could do if you just slowed down and said, uh, quit saying no. Just say yes to something and, and let it happen. So that's... That's what I see as is, is one of our our next business opportunities is doing that.
0: And and Mike, I guess for you on a, a day-to-day basis, you know that again everything is aligned together, it's not, hey, next care side, Wellbridge side, no. We're all one now. You know, we're all together. For you, overseeing everything, being so involved, what what is the utmost priority here as, as we do move forward?
1: Our biggest priority right now is is uh, taking care of our staff. Um, we we're in a pandemic. Um, we're not out of it. Uh, we've got the Delta variant right now, and, and uh, there's a lot going on related to that. Um, you know, staffing is our biggest is our biggest challenge. Uh, making sure we have adequate staff and the staff we have that we're taking care of them. Because if we do that, and, and Jim touched on the nursing assistants throughout his career, but all our staff, including them, if we take care of them, then we're going to take care of our residents. And so, you know, that is our biggest challenge right now. Uh, it's it's everyday uh, making sure we got the right people uh, that we've got our our uh, HR and talent department recruiting retaining you know selling the culture. I think the last podcast we had Kristen on who heads up our talent uh, development group um, you know talking about our culture and, and uh, that's our biggest priority you know and then. Kind of coupled with that is the all the infection control uh understanding the guidance the vaccinations um that's that's taking an enormous amount of time right now uh operationally and, and with our clinical teams but um you know we have we have a great team and they're doing a great job um you know battling this and uh i i've said this to a to anybody that will listen, frankly, I, I don't know. Uh, it'll be. I don't know what I would do if I wasn't in this position with, with the right, uh, with the right partners guiding the way, and the right staff. Uh, you know, taking the charge every day. I, I, you know, I look at some, some of these other organizations and some other places I've been in my career, and I'm, I'm glad to be here.
0: Well, gentlemen, uh, appreciate the time. Obviously, uh, covered a lot there uh, 60 years worth uh, essentially of the oh, I've history. Got a lot of, oh, of, <laughs> you're going you to you continue? Did you, you need a new battery? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Generator. <laughs>
0: Fantastic time here on the uh, you know, next Farewell Bridge uh, senior living Thanks. conversation. Thanks, guys.
2: Thank you. Thank you.